0: Welcome back to the Bami show. This is your host Rohit. Today we have Liz, the founder and CEO at Why Get Wasted and podcast host. Thank you, Liz, for getting into the show.
1: Hi, yes, also to clarify, I'm the founder and CEO of Why Get Wasted and I'm the podcast host, founder and author at WTF Just Happened, What the Fuck Just Happened. So just awesome. to clarify life of having two businesses <laughs> but we don't have a podcast yet for why get wasted but just thought i'd clarify awesome
0: so you are obviously a serial entrepreneur and on like more than one company and being an author podcast host and so on awesome so yeah so uh, so just first quick thing would you just like to give a quick intro about yourself how you guys started with entrepreneurship what was your first company all about and how all these companies are running and what each of them is doing super
1: great so I always wanted to work for myself I think I just always knew I would be an entrepreneur in some form even though I didn't really necessarily have that word but even as a kid I very self-starter I did well in school because I made myself but I hated school <laughs> I really like to go like do things myself and always filled with ideas so I I used to work in the fashion industry and in school, I started a blog that covered emerging fashion weeks from around the world. And then while I was working in fashion as a stylist and assisting other stylists, I really wanted to move forward with this blog and I turned it into a full startup that became an e-commerce and it was called Runway Passport. And that was my very first startup and it was so much fun. We sold emerging fashion designers in over a hundred cities around the world. We had a global team of bloggers and photographers working whenever there were fashion weeks or fashion events, and it was just so much fun.
0: Got it. Cool. So you were the young entrepreneur starting from the school age, I guess, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Although at that point, I didn't necessarily think of it as entrepreneurship because I was also working as a stylist but I just yeah I'd say I was I just always had these ideas and was like gotta do them want to do them so that is the story of how my first startup and how I got started
0: so yeah tell us something about your startups you know like uh which I haven't said the one what the fuck just happened so tell me and the audience about both of the things like both of the brands like what each of the operations of the both of the companies you know
1: Okay. So my current companies, um, I can start, I guess, telling you about Why Get Wasted. And Mm -hmm. that is a company in eco-friendly zero waste space. And we consult with events, everything from fashion shows and fashion shoots Mm -hmm. to business meetings and conferences, and we help Mm -hmm. them lower their waste. And, you know, ideally go zero waste, but you know, any form of just lowering waste, we're really willing to work with the company because every bit helps. So that is why I get wasted. And then what the fuck just happened. It is a book podcast and we do private dinners and it is about science of spirituality. And I tend to be pretty skeptical, but after the loss, a loss in my family, I decided to investigate if there was any scientific evidence of spirituality or afterlife. And I found Even scientists who'd worked with Stephen Hawking studying this type of research. So I started reading all about that and reading up to quintuple blinded studies on these topics and meeting the people behind the scenes at this world and even looking into singularity and Mm -hmm. AI, what is the tipping point of consciousness in AI? And I just became very fascinated originally as a hobby. And then I guess being an entrepreneur, I just kept going further and decided, I would turn this personal journaling into a blog, which I decided to turn into a book, which I added a podcast for (laughs) and then added a series of private dinners that people can um, purchase and which would involve myself giving a talk on the science of spirituality and a spiritual experience, whether it would be a Reiki master, a psychic medium, um, any, we have a variety of options that we could offer so those awesome. are the two businesses
0: cool so just more and more ways to go in the business more and more ways yes. to get in the money got it
1: yes get in the money and share i mean <laughs> the thing is you're gonna have it's more i feel entrepreneurship is more than just getting in the money like you're gonna have to work and bring in money yeah so it's about doing what i absolutely love to do and what i want to bring to people and bring to the world and that's why i add the entrepreneurship because if it was only about making money then i would work on Wall street or i'd work as a ceo Mm -hmm. of a big corporation but i of course i want to make money i'm not going to pretend i don't care about money Mm -hmm. but it's choosing to make money which i would have to do anyway doing something i deeply Mm -hmm. care about and that i hope uh, really resonates with other people and helps the world
0: Yeah, that's real. Cool. Awesome. So you've been into entrepreneurship for long and how you, like, how you've been leading the teams, you know? So you have multiple experiences in leading teams, different departments and so on. So how it actually looks like to lead a team and how to grow the team from zero to one, one to 10, then 10 plus, you know?
1: I think it's about, for me, I really like to find people that are excited about working as well and excited about the idea. And that's how I find the team and then I keep them inspired. I think I really like to let people work how they work best. I think there's a lot of misconceptions, have everyone start at this time, have them check in you know, at this exact hour, work ends at this time. I really like to talk to people about what they're most interested in Mm -hmm. and trust that they're going to do it at their time. Maybe they sleep till two, but then they're the people that work till four in the morning. Maybe someone else wakes up at 6am and comes in, you know, works till noon, and then wants to spend like four hours with their kids, and then work a couple hours in the evening. And I just care how people get it done. I think that's a big thing. It's definitely how I work best. And I don't, want a micromanager? tell someone how to do it. So I feel do it on your own time, do what you're excited about. And obviously there's always things that maybe we all have to do. We're not excited about, but I think if you're excited about the big vision of what you're doing and try to give people respect that they know how they work better than I know how they work. That to me is a really big deal about leading teams. And Respecting. leading teams,
0: leading teams is about inspiring people as well, like what people you have on the team, you know? So they should get inspired from what you are doing.
1: Exactly, but I like to think if they're applying for the job, they care at least about the overall vision of the company. You know, like when I had Runway Passport, everyone who came on was really excited about fashion. They either wanted to start a fashion label, work as a fashion stylist, they were fashion photographers, I mean, I think with this type of company, all three of the ones, it, it, they're very unique. Mm-hmm. So you're getting people who would apply to work at these that genuinely care mm-hmm. about these topics. So, you know, maybe somebody doesn't, they just want a job and that's fine too. I mean, yeah. they. I still try to make respect it, that they can do the job on their time and their terms. And I care about results. I'm not just going to be like, oh, you don't have to have results. But, you know, I, I, again, I trust that I will say I want these results and people can figure out their way of doing it. And when they need vacation, when they want to wake up, when they want to go to the gym. And as of now, basically most of my teams have been remote. Um, when mm. I had run my passport, a lot of the team would come in and we worked out of my apartment. It was just really fun. You know, yeah. we were all close in age and we all were like pretty young and shortly out of school. And, it was a good time. I think
0: I think but, I think I think getting together is obviously a good thing and it's a fun for
1: sure. Yes. When you can, I think, you know, there was obviously like with runway passport, we covered everything around the world. So people lived in all different countries. So mm-hmm. that was before remote was the thing to do. So I really ran a remote team before that's what people were doing pre-2020. And as of now, you know, like why get wasted? isn't a permanent team, it's teams that would be hired per job, but it's about zero waste. So I think people who go into zero waste really care about it Mm. and they're excited and we care about the mission. And I think that's a big thing for having a team. Do people care about the vision? Do they care about the mission of the company? And then just you talk to people and figure out how they work best and respect that.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Yes, it is. Cool. So tell me the best ways, you know, like how should someone get motivated for their vision? You know, how someone can we feel motivated for the vision or external motivation is the thing which everyone should rely on or internal motivation must be there.
1: I think it depends on the person. I mean, I would say what you're motivated about comes from within Mm -hmm. and you're going to pick what you're motivated about. And then how do you stay motivated day to day? I mean, sometimes you're going to have a day where you're like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'm working slow today. I'm not motivated today. And I think that's okay. You have to let yourself be nourished and take a day off when you feel that you're worn out as much as you can. Sometimes there's a deadline and you're like, I have no choice, but I think you find that internal motivation. I think everybody has something they really care about. Mm. And then, you know, if you choose to do that for your business, then you care about this thing that's bigger than you. And you care about the reason you're doing it. I mean, I know it's the overused thing, like the Simon Sinek, your big why, but I think it's true. Like, why are you doing this? Mm. Most people who do have an entrepreneurship vision. They genuinely care about the cause. And I think there's a huge motivation in that. And then for the day-to-day, it's very personal. It's like, some people are motivated by different things. But for me, I enjoy what I'm doing day-to-day. I care about the companies. I like to do this stuff. I mean, there's stuff I don't want to do, of course, every single day. But I think when they go towards the big vision, Hmm. it's it's pretty easy to be motivated and if you're having a hard time being motivated I mean figure out what's going on there it's one thing maybe you know if you're an employee somewhere and you're not motivated it might not be the right job for you if hmm. it's your company and you picked it and it's what you care about and you have no motivation
0: well maybe purpose you know like yeah, why you're I mean, doing what you are doing
1: right yeah, go back to your purpose or and if you're still not motivated, maybe there's something else going on mm. that you need to figure out maybe. Entrepreneurship is too is not the right thing for you at that moment. Maybe go work for another company that does what you care about or maybe you just need a week or two weeks off. I think there's mm-hmm. the, a huge misconception. I don't really like the whole idea of hustle culture. I think it's overdone. I think people kind of use that concept to sell things. I, I made yeah. that whole idea. I, I don't like hustle culture. I don't think you get the best out of yourself or anyone. I think, as I said, it's working on your own rhythm. And maybe I think for myself at times it is like what people would call like hustle culture, but for four days. And then I want to take two days off. And sometimes mm-hmm. I want to work steady. It's about listening to yourself, but that idea that you're just grinding, 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 never stopping. <laughs> Yeah. And maybe somebody I'm not going to tell someone else works, but I I think that could be burnout could be a very real reason why you're not motivated. So those are just ideas of if you're not feeling motivated, why and what you can do, step away from it. Or maybe, you know, I mean, I'm absolutely not a doctor, but maybe medically, maybe you need to balance something medical if you're not having energy, but you know, I, I can't even begin to go there. Go talk Got to it. your doctor nutritionist.
0: So <laughs> awesome. So tell me, like, you know, like so being as an entrepreneur, like entrepreneurs used to start their first company. They're excited, you know. Have mm-hmm. some money, man. Let's go. Let's do this. Right. Six months and right. one year down, maybe two years down. One like how to know when to end and start a new company, you know, because everything has a time and, and and I th- I believe you said that in the previous conversation as well, like your first launch may be not a boom. Your first launch may be not a success, you know? So how to know?
1: I would say more than maybe. I would say you can pretty much bet your first company is not going to be a success. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions, um, but I, I, that makes me want to redefine success a little bit because I learned so 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 much from that company that you know to me that's a success i would not be able to do what i'm doing right now had i not started that company yeah and i think you know when to quit sometimes you absolutely don't have a choice you have literally run out of either your savings or your investment hmm. and maybe you feel so motivated you absolutely cannot step away from it and then you can figure out if it's worth the cost of that. Maybe that means you get a day job and you put money in. Maybe it means you move in with your parents and live on their couch. And, you know, it's, it's such a personal thing. Some people might do that and then just still keep working. And the people they hired, they might take over the work, what they were doing themselves and keep fighting. And I think if you still have that like energy and you're, you know, you've burned through all the money and you still just feel so motivated, still do it. I mean, maybe make tweaks, figure out what hasn't worked. Do you think it's just a matter of time or maybe it's going well and fairly steady and you're just, the motivation is completely gone. And maybe you want to step away. And in that case, maybe you hire people to run it and keep it a small business. Cause you know, why walk away from the money and you don't bring yourself into it and you start another company. And sometimes you just like with runway passport, I felt I was pushing and pushing and pushing and it was so vibrant and so exciting for quite a few years. And then I just, it hit a wall and I saw the problems that were preventing it from getting to the next level. And I could have pivoted and maybe done some work, kept the company and done something related to that. Mm -hmm. I could have fought harder to raise more money and, figure it out. I mean, it was, it, it could have been figure out well, maybe, but I decided I didn't want to figure it out anymore. I was no longer motivated by this company and it was time for a change. And I just, it, it's very internal. If there was a formula, some people might tell you there's a formula. I don't think there is. I think it's very personal and it's when does it know, when do you no longer have the motivation? When would you no longer live in your parents' basement or take a day job and work till midnight when you get on your startup, when you get home, once you've run out of money. Yeah. I mean, once I think, you just don't have the energy for you don't.
0: Yeah. I think entrepreneurship in the young age, like in mm-hmm. early 20s, if you fail probably one time to it's fine. But mm-hmm. after 30s, it's not. know because you have responsibility of yourself your family you got a bunch of things to do you know and you have age as well
1: depends how much money you have too let's be realistic you know i mean if you are failing and your wife is like a top ceo at a corporation and makes like 10 million dollars a year Hmm. that's very different and then Mm -hmm. stick with it if your wife is willing to invest or your husband or whatever um
0: Hmm. if
1: you know, your grandparents gave you like a $50 million trust fund, your life is very different than if you're living paycheck to paycheck. And now you have a baby on the way and, Mm. you know, and your husband or wife works, you know, a job that makes a comfortable living, but not enough to support a family on their own. So yeah, it depends. I think Mm. it it very much depends on what the trade-off and what, everyone has a different reality yes. and i think most of us would like to have the 100 million dollar reality of the wealthy spouse or inheritance but not everyone does so it's yeah i, I don't think you, a blanket statement could be made like that it also depends where you live maybe mm. your spouse has a remote job or you have a part-time remote job and you make comfortable money and you can move somewhere that's a lot more affordable and you know, I think, I think life's very flexible. And I think, I, I, to me, a really big part of life is always making sure you do pursue what you're passionate about, no matter your age. Like I imagine when I'm older, I mean, I'm hoping that these all make a lot of money so I can have the freedom once, you know, I have kids and need to support a family. But hmm. I think life is very figure outable. And is it sometimes that's not, the top priority anymore but if it is i i think there's ways to figure it out even if you are at the stage where you're starting to have children yeah if that makes sense
0: it is it is you know awesome having money from the grandparents or having a uh you know like someone supporting or making 10 million dollars per annum from selling that's the quite different scenario you know like obviously you can obviously just rely and just bill as long as possible then but it's not a case for even just one person in the total economy
1: it's not the typical case no but i guess i mean there's other ways like i think Mm -hmm. for most of us like Mm -hmm. you know i mean i i don't have that kind of money i wish i did Mm -hmm. one day Mm -hmm. but i think that's where you just it gets figure outable and when it's no longer worth it to be figure outable is maybe when it's time to move on again. It's like yeah. you mm. know, there's so much many remote jobs you can do part-time. Yeah. That if that's what you want to do and you want to move to somewhere really affordable, I think and
0: I think not just as a job, there are a bunch of other things as well. Like a lot. Not just a job. Like there are a bunch of other things as well, you know, like like passive income probably active income as well there are a lot like
1: yeah yeah there are good passive incomes the only issue with passive income is it often becomes another startup so as you're setting it up and you still have to work Mm -hmm. hard to get it all set Mm -hmm. up but there are there are good passive incomes i'm a big fan of that too
0: Mm -hmm. but awesome so yeah yeah so so tell me you know like you've seen in leaders you've been a leader so how it feels like a leader to like, like how leaders are different, you know? Like, does they those leaders have anything like in curiosity to do something, you know? Because they must be having something.
1: I I like that you said the word curiosity because that was actually going to be one of the things I said. I think, the, like good leaders are innately very curious people, very because mm-hmm. I feel curiosity breeds excitement and curiosity can make the negative situations positive, have not in a toxic positivity way, but having the energy to figure this out. It's like, okay, this is a challenge. Let's see if we can figure it out. This is interesting instead of, oh, this is awful. And I think that curiosity keeps people motivated and you can bring that to your team and it prevents you from feeling overwhelmed and presenting a situation in an overwhelmed way. I think having an overall positive outlook but not so positive that you're not realistic. I think it's this perfect balance because sometimes there's a positivity where you don't face the reality of what's really going on. So I think it's a perfect blend of positivity and reality and treating the reality as figure outable instead of overwhelming. That's a big thing too. And for me, respect, I think that's a huge thing. Respecting other people. Because I've also worked for myself, worked for other people, sorry. Um, when I had my first startup, I was also assisting fashion stylists at magazines. And I found the ones that really respected how myself and other assistants, how we approach things, were so much better leaders than the ones that wanted to micromanage and knew better than all of us how we needed to do things. And that also eats up a lot of time if you're not respecting and trusting people. I don't want to use my time that way. I can use it for bigger things than worrying about you know what time my employee woke up as long as they're getting great results. So that's a huge part of good leadership to me. Good. And selling your vision, getting everyone motivated. Like you're but that comes from genuine place in yourself. I think when someone's really genuinely excited about something, and I think most leaders are um You can you bring that excitement to other people.
0: Yeah. No, that's the real leadership, you know. When you motivate, when you let them work on your vision, you know, let them work on Mm -hmm. your mission to get done. Awesome. Cool. Mm -hmm. So tell me you so tell me one last thing, you know, like how it feels to own more than one company. Does it feel easy? Does it feel hard? I think it depends upon the company as well, how big the company is probably. So how big the operations yeah. are, you yeah. know? I
1: don't find it easy or hard. I mean, that's, that's sort of not even how, I mean, some every, there's days where certain aspects are really challenging. There are days where certain things are easy. For me, I think it keeps an excitement. You know, you brought up curiosity. I'm just in very curiosity motivated. Mm-hmm. And I think having two different things that take my energy in two very different ways keeps me working, like keeps me really really energized like nothing burns out the same way like if I feel a little bored with one, I can focus really hard on the other, and then by the time I go back to the other, I'm completely motivated yeah. again, yeah, yeah yeah and, and let's also just be realistic it um diversifies risk you you know it's just mm-hmm, like you don't mm-hmm. invest in one company, don't you know I mean haven't it's more diverse so if one's really hitting hard times, the odds of both hitting hard times at the same time are a little eliminated. That's just the practical way aspect to it and then yeah motivation wise it just I'm so motivated because it's two things, and that just brings me more more vibrancy to my days, I think, which makes everything i think that makes me a better yeah
0: and also I think and also I think in the second one, you can obviously. Stop making mistakes, which you have already made in the first one, probably. That's the most, they're not the most, like all the entrepreneurs used to do. I, you, and we all.
1: Oh, yeah. We all make mistakes. You make them every day. It's just, mm. you don't let them flatten you. You just, it's learning experience. And yeah, I learned so much from my first company. I tried a few other small ones along the way that didn't last very long, but I ended up once I learned like why they weren't going to be feasible, I pulled out of them pretty quickly so and i learned so much from all of those and that's true it's like i'm I'm constantly learning lessons in both of them and today now running both currently and most of those lessons i can apply and okay. forth i mean every lesson just makes me a better entrepreneur so it's yeah it's kind of like i'm learning for okay. one company on the back of the other and vice versa so that is a good thing awesome Cool
0: So any best advice do you have for anyone who is getting started with the entrepreneurship, you know, any quick advice best? Yes.
1: Um, Just, it's so exciting. It's intense. It's thrilling. I I guess the main advice I have is I think we need to have a different dialogue around mistakes. Don't get insecure about mistakes. Like they're supposed, you're supposed to make them. I don't even like Hmm. the word mistakes. It's just learning process it's part of it, yes. it you know it's you're not going to have it handed to you on a silver platter the smooth thing that you're going to do mm. perfectly so just it's it's all about figuring it out and you're not going to do it smoothly or perfectly and that's don't want that to detract from your vision
0: hmm. it's like you cannot eat a cake without baking it and without while baking it, exactly <laughs> It is
1: exactly. And you're going to do some right, wrong. It's all testing, it's all figuring out. And I think, you know, I mentioned I don't like, I didn't like school. And I think school teaches us one of the worst lessons in the world that there's like the right way to do things and you get rewarded for not making mistakes. And I just think that is what happens when you're doing something that's not very creative and has a Mm -hmm. formula. And running a business does not have a formula and is very creative. And I almost think you should be rewarded for making mistakes, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome, Liz. Well, thank you so much for getting into the show. It was good to have you in and talk about leadership, leading team and starting and owning more than one company. So yeah, thank you so much for having in.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I can talk about entrepreneurship all day, so. Cool.